fact about me is that I lived in Hawaii for eight years. My favorite drink from Starbucks is an iced pineapple matcha. Hi, I'm Olivia. I'm looking forward to starting club swim and polo in the winter again. And I would say my favorite drink from Starbucks is a iced white mocha coffee with sweet cream foam and caramel drizzle. Hey, I'm Anna. I like going on crazy adventures and traveling. My favorite Starbucks drink is an iced peach green tea lemonade with no sweetener and light ice. So if you have been watching the news lately or just scrolling along social media, you have probably seen that Amy Coney Barrett was appointed as the new Supreme Court Justice in place of RBG. One of her beliefs is that abortion should not be legal for common use, only in the most extreme situations of life or death. Pro-choice is when someone believes abortion should be illegal and women have the right to choose whether or not they want to have an abortion. Usually pro-choice people are more democratic or liberal. Pro-life is when people believe abortion should be illegal and that women should have to give birth to their child. People who are usually pro-life are more Republican or conservative. So the three of us conducted a poll for our followers on Instagram, pro-life or pro-choice. And after a day, the three of us compared to our polls. For my Instagram platform, 81% or 315 people was for pro-choice and 19%, which was roughly about 75 people, voted pro-life. For my Instagram account, the results were basically the same, only off by a few numbers. I got 85% for pro-choice and only 15% for pro-life. My results were very similar to Mila's and Olivia's as I had 87% pro-choice and 13% pro-life. It seems like all of our results were similar as pro-choice was in the 80 percentile. I believe it all depends on who, you, who follows you and their background. Abortion is still really controversial to everyone and a lot of people have different views on it. America has the right to voice their opinions on these topics and another one is the right to vote. Our next conversation topic is about how women were eligible to vote and how it became legal. The 19th Amendment of the Constitution, Women's Suffrage. This was one of the biggest moments in feminist history that finally granted women the right to be able to vote. This made it illegal to stop any U.S. citizen from voting based on their sex. The 19th Amendment came about because of the women's suffrage movement in the U.S., which fought for women's right to vote at state and national levels. We found an audio that portrays the idea of women's voting rights. It gives the history on the topic and how it originated. Well, many thought encouraging women's involvement in politics would undermine society. The prospect of women voting was threatening to the white men who held power. In 1848, Elizabeth Cady Stanton and Lucretia Mott decided to organize factions across the country that were campaigning for suffrage, or the right to vote. The convention at Seneca Falls, New York, addressed women's rights and inspired other conventions and meetings. Stanton considered it the beginning of the women's rights movement. 
After the Civil War, the 15th Amendment was introduced, which would give black men, but not women of any color, the right to vote. Suffragists were split. Stanton and Susan B. Anthony opposed the amendment, objecting to the exclusion of women. They formed the National Women Suffrage Association, hoping to pass a constitutional amendment that included women. Others, like abolitionists Lucy Stone and Henry Blackwell, supported the 15th Amendment. They founded the American Women's Suffrage Association and lobbied for the women's right to vote on a state level instead of through a national amendment. The 15th Amendment was ratified in 1870. Black men could vote, but women still couldn't. In 1878, a women's suffrage amendment penned by Susan B. Anthony was finally proposed in Congress, but it was defeated on the Senate floor in 1887. In 1890, the separate suffrage movements merged, opting to tackle suffrage by state in the wake of the federal amendment's defeat. Within six years, Colorado, Utah, and Idaho granted women the right to vote. Wyoming had already done it in 1869. This topic of women's suffrage is very relevant and important today because it shows how women haven't even had the right to vote for a full century. This shows how it is so important that everyone has a voice and can openly discuss their opinions. This also shows how important it is to be able to vote for who you think best represents what you believe in. In our next section, we all sat down and interviewed people in our lives and asked them the simple question of, have you ever witnessed discrimination towards females? If so, explain your experience. For our episode, I chose to interview my mom, and today we're asking the question, have you ever witnessed discrimination toward females? If so, explain your experience. My experience has been years ago at the gym while trying to lift weights in the lift waiting area of the gym. I've noticed the guys there making funny faces and um, talking about a few women that were in the area, um, judging them and making fun of them, um, not making any of them feel comfortable. Um, it felt like I didn't belong there, that it was their space and it was wrong for me, um, to be there. So I felt like it was not a place for me to be because of their judgment. It's Anna here, and today I'm with my mom asking her the question, have you ever experienced or witnessed discrimination against females? So I myself have a story. I was the senior project engineer working with one of our clients at a manufacturing site. And during all of the meetings, the staff at the site would only talk to my coworker who was a junior engineer, but male. And so if I would ask questions and kick off meetings, Everyone else in the room, all the other gentlemen from that facility, would turn and look at the man to my right and only answer him and would not speak to me, even though I was the senior engineer on the project. Um, it was incredibly frustrating knowing that it had no, nothing to do with my brain and completely to do with my sex. I decided to ask my dad this question. And he's going to relay a story of what happened in seventh grade. Yeah, my name is Miguel. Uh, as per my, uh, my daughter 
I'm assisting her in regarding to a story regarding discrimination. I was in seventh grade. It was, uh, the school was located in Chicago, Illinois, and the teacher was a, a math teacher. Uh, he was he was not only prejudiced against females, he was a very hard teacher to deal with. However, we noticed that he had extreme prejudice against females. And how I know that is because one time when we were out going for a walk to the park, we were doing our exercises there, uh, he's talking to all the males. And there was particularly uh, three females, two of them were sisters twins and another female, they were of Spanish descent, and he was just downgrading them. He was uh, saying some slander things about them to us. And at the time, you know, we thought it was funny, we thought it was all a joke. But then after we realized this individual really had something against females, he was very sexist. He uh, discriminated them constantly. He picked on them constantly. When they gave a, a wrong answer, there was always punishments to the females, unlike the males. When we gave wrong answers, yes, we also had a punishment, but it was a little bit more harsh towards the females. And so as I look back into this day, realizing now, almost uh, 40 years later, this individual really made a, a big impact because I realized who he was, I realized how racist he was. It was just not only to uh, Puerto Ricans, he was racist to all females, whether they were Afro-American, whether they were white, whatever gender they were, if it was a female, uh, just something against females he had. And so this experience really made an impact in my life, realizing why this individual had to treat females indifferent, because we are all the same. We go to class to learn, and he made it quite difficult for the females. For the males, he made it a little bit difficult for us too, however, uh, because we were males like, just like he was, you know, he let certain things slide along the way. So, you know, th this really was an impactful situation. That's why I wanted to at least help my daughter out along the way so she can see, you know, even back then there was racism going on that uh, was never broadcast on TVs, radios. There was never anybody going out there and boycotting and demonstrating. Uh, like in today's times, people for any little reason, they go and have a big uproar regarding situations. So we were a little bit more calm back then than in today's society. So this is my story and I thank you so much for listening and have a good day. In this podcast series, we have been exploring different topics pertaining to feminism, as you can see in our previous episodes and episodes to come. In our next couple episodes, we will be talking about topics such as sexism, gender equality, and how the world works. Thank you for listening to this episode. We talked about the idea of pro-choice and pro-life on the view of the abortion stance women's voting rights, and people's ex experience of discrimination of women. We have more interesting things to talk about in upcoming episodes, so make sure you tune in.